Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, everyone. I'm Monica Reinagel, the nutrition diva, here with your quick and dirty tips for eating well and feeling fabulous. And this week, we're talking about pasta. Pasta, as every starving artist and starving student knows, can be the basis for an infinite variety of quick, inexpensive, and delicious meals. But many people worry that this carbohydrate-rich food will send their blood sugar soaring. Whole grain pasta might be a little bit better for you, but let's face it, it's just not the same. In fact, with all the carb awareness these days, many people have given up pasta entirely. But some new research reveals an easy trick that actually reduces the amount of carbohydrates you absorb from pasta and also significantly curbs the impact on your blood sugar. So is pasta back on the menu? And now, what's all this about reducing the carbs in pasta? Well, the trick has to do with resistant starches, a special type of carbohydrate in which the molecules form bonds which make them resistant to digestion. In effect, a resistant starch acts more like fiber than starch. Foods that are high in resistant starch can help fill you up and keep you full, and that can help you eat fewer calories. I talked about resistant starches in a previous episode. Certain foods, such as green bananas and papayas, are rich in resistant starch. And as I explained in that episode, cooking and then cooling starchy foods, so think pasta or potato salad, can also help convert some of the starch in those foods into this resistant form. But many of you wondered, what would happen if you were to heat these foods back up again? Would that resistant starch be converted back into regular starch. At the time of that episode, this was still an open question. Researchers I consulted guessed, off the record of course, that at least some of the resistant starch in cooked and cooled foods would stay resistant if those foods were reheated. Not only do we now have a definitive answer to this question, but the answer is even better than we hoped. Dr. Denise Richardson of the University of Surrey in England compared the effects of freshly cooked pasta, cooked and cooled pasta, and cooked, cooled, and reheated pasta on eaters' blood sugar levels. As expected, the cold pasta caused less of a rise in blood sugar than the freshly cooked pasta due to that increase in resistant starch, but the difference was fairly modest. The real shocker was the reheated pasta. The rise in blood sugar after eating reheated pasta was 30 to 50% lower than the rise after eating freshly cooked pasta. In effect, the reheated white pasta acted in the body as if it were whole wheat pasta, but of course, it still had the taste and the texture of regular pasta. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Now, a lot of people misinterpreted this research to mean that reheated pasta has 30 to 50% fewer calories. I'm afraid that's not the case. The resistant starch created by cooling and reheating the pasta would reduce the calories in the pasta a bit. But as Dr. Richardson commented to me in an email, I predict the difference wouldn't be great. The press put the spin on this being about calories, she continued. It isn't really. It's about reducing glycemic impact. In other words, reheated pasta still contains carbs and it still contains calories. The difference is that they are absorbed more slowly. This translates into steadier blood sugar as well as greater satiety or appetite control. Ultimately, that could have a much bigger impact on your weight than the relatively small difference in the calories. And as Dr. Richardson points out, that's before you start thinking of resistant starch as being a prebiotic. And for more on prebiotics and their benefits, you can check out episode number 195. Now, for pasta lovers like me, this research is good news. It means that we can enjoy regular pasta, which is cheaper and tastes better, but still get the nutritional advantages of whole grain pasta. Although it might take a bit of planning to cook your pasta the day before you want to eat it, reheating pasta is a breeze. Just put it into a colander and pour boiling water over it. Drain it briefly and serve. And you can amplify the beneficial effect on blood sugar by cooking the pasta al dente until just tender before you cool it. However, this new finding is not an excuse to eat larger servings of pasta. As I've discussed in previous episodes, when it comes to blood sugar, the size of the portion matters even more than whether you've chosen refined or whole grain. Whether it's whole grain pasta or reheated pasta, or if you really want to go nuts, whole grain and reheated pasta, pasta is not the nutrient-dense part of the meal. The real nutrition comes from what you put on top. Vegetables, tomato sauce, meat, seafood, etc. So feel free to pile those on. And then, of course, there's the salad on the side. You'll find a transcript of today's show, along with links to lots of related episodes on pasta and grains and blood sugar on our website at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com. And I want to thank listener Richard for suggesting today's topic. If you have a question for me or an idea for a future show, you can send it to me by email to nutrition at quickanddirtytips.com or like Richard, you can post it on the Nutrition Diva Facebook page. I look forward to hearing from you. I'll be back next week. In the meantime, remember to eat something good for me. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.